Well, perhaps no Canadian company flew quite as high in the early days and through the pandemic as Ottawa-based Shopify. The company helps business owners set up online stores, and many did just that when public health measures forced them to move quickly into e-commerce. And that propelled double-digit revenue growth for Shopify through much of 2020 and 2021, becoming Canada's most valuable company, I believe, at one point. Well, times have changed, and today the company reported weaker-than-expected results for the second quarter and warned that inflation and rising interest rates would weigh on the business in the second half of the year. It comes just a day after CEO Tobias Lutka announced the company was laying off about 1,000 employees. It's about 10% of its global workforce. So what's going wrong, and is one of Canada's most notable companies going to be able to turn things around? Joining me now is Murad Hamadi. He's a reporter for The Logic, Canada's tech and innovation newsroom. Thanks so much for your time tonight. Thank you so much for having me. I know you've been following this very closely. Um, for those out there, just to just to set the table, for those out there who may not know exactly what Shopify does and why it became such a valuable and successful company uh, through the pandemic, what is it that they do and how do they make money? Yeah, so uh, think about yourself as someone who wants to sell something online. Maybe it's uh, uh, some kind of clothing item. Maybe it's cosmetics. These are popular products uh, for Shopify merchants. Uh, Shopify gives you essentially the ability to set up a, a web store, like a store on the internet. Uh, and then um, it charges you a subscription for that, but it also makes money by selling you a whole host of add-ons. So things like uh, processing payments on your behalf, uh, shipping, they're moving increasingly into the world of fulfillment, all kinds of financial products, including sort of cash advances. Um, and so every time you use one of those services or, or you know, someone buys something from your store using one of those services, Shopify might make a little cut of that transaction. And that's how they build up this revenue base, which, uh, you know, you were just talking about the Q2 results uh, this morning in the second quarter, they made about 1.3 billion US uh, in revenue. Now, this was pretty much, I guess, telegraphed by the announcement of the layoffs yesterday to get out, get out in front of this. But uh, but it was a pretty gloomy second quarter result. What's what's happening? I think people could guess, but what's happening right now to to uh, to rain on Shopify's parade, so to speak? Yeah. So that second quarter number, that one point three uh, billion, that was uh, up about fifteen point seven percent from. 2021. Uh, and basically, the reason why that result uh, doesn't look quite so rosy uh, is that, as you were saying, uh, during the pandemic, uh, things went a lot, lot better for Shopify. So, you know, uh, from the sort of second quarter of 2020, when when all of us were locked down, uh, you know, they their their growth basically doubled uh, over those uh, over much of the those two years. And it was only in the later parts of last year that started things started to slow, and they're continuing to slow. And so the factors you mentioned that they're talking about, you know, inflation. Uh, interest rates, the general sense of sort of unease among consumers who might uh, not sort of, you know, click buy on that uh, discretionary item. Uh, you know, as I was saying, a lot of their uh, a lot of their merchants uh, do things like uh, clothes and uh, cosmetics and, uh, you know, things that might be considered uh, the things you'd cut back on if you were worried about uh, your job or worried about the state of the economy in the next six to 12 months, as we know lots of people are. Uh, that means less people buying uh, fewer items on stores that use Shopify's technology. And that ultimately means that their own revenues and their margins don't grow as fast. 
For listeners who may not know this, though, you know, Shopify's quarterly results like today, it's world business news. I mean, this is a hugely important or at least a hugely followed company much. I mean, you follow it from here. Uh, but this is a big story. It absolutely is. And that's one of the really interesting things about covering Shopify over the last four or five years, which is kind of how long I've been doing it. You know, they went public in 2015 and uh, they went public in Canada and in the U.S., but it wasn't necessarily a big story at all in the U.S. Uh, and over the last few years, you've just seen, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, journalists like to see what other journalists are writing about. And it's been fascinating over the course of the pandemic. You know, they've been on the cover of Bloomberg Business Week. Uh, the New York Times had a really, the New York Times Magazine had a really long story about them. Uh, they've been covered by all of these major publications. Like the, their president, uh, Harley Finkelstein, is regularly on uh, uh, the on Jim Cramer's show in, on uh on CNBC in the States, which is like, uh, you know, one of those really market moving shows. Uh, so they have gotten a lot of attention. Uh, but there was an interesting comment yesterday, I believe it was from the CEO, saying that they had they'd got it wrong, that, that they had predicted an, an acceleration in a sort of a continued acceleration in the move towards uh, e-commerce and that they had got it wrong. What did he mean by that? And it seems like something that you don't often hear a CEO say or admit to at least. So if you were listening to, uh, you know, Toby Lucky, the CEO, or other executives in sort of early 2021, they were saying uh, what the pandemic has actually done is accelerate uh, people moving online to do their shopping by five or 10 years. So, you know, uh, more and more uh, retail, uh, just buying stuff has been moving online in, in recent like really for the last 20 years. Uh, but their idea was, well, this is kind of a step change. Like this is, this is the moment where it kind of breaks away. You know, nothing will ever be the same again. And this, the march towards e-commerce is just going to get faster and faster and just keep going. Uh, and that's what essentially he was saying was that that bet was wrong. Uh, you know, if you look at, at those trend lines, uh, e-commerce is kind of falling back down to earth as people now can't go back to brick and mortar stores, you know, you can go and shop in the real world. And that is a thing that people actually like to do. I mean, you might still buy some stuff online and have it delivered, but there's an experience of a, as a, as a mall rat myself, I can tell you going into a store and just like browsing around, even if you don't walk out with anything uh, is an experience that people still get pleasure out of. And uh, that's something they're going back to doing. So that's what he was talking about in terms of the actual saying it out loud. I mean, look, it's hard to argue with for him to argue with the stock number, which has been, you know, they're down sort of like more than 80% on their high from November last year. And uh, they have to say something, they have to do something. Uh, you know, they very much tried to frame these layoffs as this isn't going to affect our, uh, our bottom, uh, this isn't going to affect our plans for the future. They're launching all these new products and they're saying, he said very, he said very clearly today, uh, we're not sacrificing anything to do this. You know, we see the we see place for efficiencies. Uh, it's important to remember we're talking about a thousand people who lost their jobs in an environment when it's pretty difficult or getting increasingly difficult to get hired in the tech industry. So, uh, you know, how far that sort of uh, that frankness goes with the people who lost their jobs, I think, remains to be seen. 
Yeah, I was reading, uh, there were a lot of comments from people who lost their jobs yesterday. You, you noticed just how much, how dedicated they were to the company itself, how loyal their employees were, because there was a lot of uh, talking about, you know, how disappointed people were, clearly not just about the job, but leaving the organization, something they truly believed in. I guess what happened, if I understand correctly, they really did tool up for this big growth. And I gather what's happened is they're, now they're having to scale back down. Yeah, so the the company has said that the cuts that it made yesterday were in areas like recruitment, uh, in areas like uh, support functions uh, and sales. Uh, that last one is kind of interesting because one of the things that they have said for this year is that they're getting really aggressive with sales and marketing because they believe uh, that they can acquire a lot of new uh, businesses that aren't yet on Shopify and that they can sell more of their services to the ones that already are. Um, now, what is interesting is that a lot of the tooling up last year actually did happen on the R&D side. Uh, so, you know, they had this like uh, little jokey, they were going to hire 2021 technical staff. So like engineers, developers, and people like that in 2021, that was kind of the joke. Uh, and I think they, they actually did. They hired about 3000 people last year, give or take. Um, so that is to say the people that got cut yesterday may not have been exactly the people that have been hired to tool up. Uh, there may be a little bit of uh, reorg going on as well. I'm speaking with Murad Hamadi. He's the reporter for The Logic, Canada's tech and innovation newsroom. We're talking about Shopify releasing their second quarter results today. Uh, disappointing. I mean, again, you know, they, they're not doing badly, but but clearly uh, the wind is out of the sails a little bit for, for one of Canada's high flyers through the pandemic. And there's been some layoffs announced as well. 1,000 employees, about 10% of their global workforce. Uh, when we come back, the obvious question, uh, Murad, the obvious question, will this work? Will investors see the silver lining in all this and, and flock back to Shopify, or are they in trouble? That's next. Our guest is Murad Hamadi, a reporter for the Logic Canada's Tech and Innovation Newsroom, perhaps the best versed reporter on Shopify in the country in many ways. Uh, always one to follow if you want to know more about one of Canada's high flyers through the pandemic. Fallen on some tougher times these days, announced uh, some layoffs yesterday, reported some relatively disappointing second quarter results today. So uh, this is always the million dollar question, I know. So will this work? Do you think there's a lot of confidence still out there in their ability um, to be one of the front runners, because we know that this move towards e-commerce will continue, just not at the pace, perhaps, that uh, some, including Shopify, were betting on. Yeah, I think that is sort of a question a lot of people are asking themselves today. I mean, uh, I, maybe I'll give you two perspectives. One is that, you know, the analysts that cover this company even more closely than I do uh, are generally still, uh, you know, uh, there, there, there are about as many analysts with sort of a, a buy rating on this company right now as there are uh, with a board. Uh, that used to be a lot, a lot more in one direction, but uh, you know there have been concerns about the valuation for a while. So uh, that that that's one that's one way of looking at it. Uh, another is you know uh, Shopify CEO Toby Lutke, uh can sometimes be a little um, cerebral uh, about these things, uh, and they've long sort of tried not to talk about the stock price. You know, there used to be this rule famously at Shopify that if you were caught with the stock price on your screen, you had to buy everyone on your team a box of Timbits. Uh, I don't think they have that anymore. Uh, now that things are, are not looking quite as good, right? Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty good uh, incentive to focus on the work, I guess, so that was the idea. Um, but today he was kind of asked sort of a question about this, and he said, look, uh, this company makes bets. Uh, and, you know... Um, 
sometimes those bets don't pay out and don't sort of pan out. But where he literally said, we have to make it up on the fly because there's no sort of how to build a Shopify book on the shelves of a bookstore, you know, and that their defense is essentially, they took a risk. They made a bet. It didn't pay off. Long term, they're confident in their strategy. One thing I'd point to, you know, I've talk, we've talked a little bit about the various services that they offer. They are adding more and more of those services. And as they continue to do that, they can basically take a larger and larger share of all of the money that a merchant, like a store, has to spend, has to, spend to get you something, right? There's uh, costs associated with, like, the actual delivering it to you. There's costs associated with uh, paying for it, all kinds of costs. Uh, there's the bank account, all of this kind of stuff Shopify is building. So if it ultimately becomes the sort of place to do this, then, you know, that that is a, a relatively sort of robust uh, proposition. Uh, there have been in the past when this company was a lot smaller pre-pandemic, there has been some speculation and some talk about, you know, who might buy a company like this, whose portfolio would it fit well within, and they certainly have close relationships with companies like Meta, with companies like Google, with companies like Microsoft. They're built into all the stuff that those companies build. Uh, so that 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 talk, I'm already starting to see crop up a little bit more today. Uh, that is also one thing that's on the table. That would be a shame. I mean, in some ways, I think one of the things that everyone's really enjoyed, if you're Canadian, watching Shopify is that it's a Canadian success story in many ways. I mean, it's an international success story uh, with their CEO and so forth. But it really feels like a Canadian success story. And there were some lean years there after, you know, the fall, you know, the falling down of BlackBerry and so on. It was nice to see another Canadian, quote unquote, tech company become a darling. For sure. And this is one of the really interesting things, because uh, I'm actually based in Ottawa which is or used to be Shopify Central, you know, downtown Ottawa, um, the little bit of uh, town below Parliament was basically like if you were in a, uh, standing in a coffee shop there, you were surrounded by people who work for the government, people who lobbied the government, and Shopify employees. Like that was, the, that was kind of downtown Ottawa, you know. Uh, and they, they went kind of remote first during the pandemic. And they have increasingly been hiring kind of everywhere. You know, they have a really big presence in the U.S. now. They have a big presence in Toronto. And that's not to say that they're becoming, they're sort of like subtly shifting outside of Canada. That's not happening. Uh, but you're right. They have, they were kind of the icon of Canadian tech. Uh, they're still significantly bigger than almost anybody else. And that, uh, you know, we've seen, and, and maybe this is an important bit of context, right? Their stock has done really badly in the last, uh, for the year to date in 2022 and over since November. But so have a lot of other Canadian tech companies. There was a huge rush of IPOs uh, last year. And most of those companies are now trading down on where they listed. So basically, if you invested on the day that they went public, you've lost money on that so far. So it is not Shopify specific, although they may be the most prominent example. Yeah, I was going to ask you, other companies must be in the same boat, but you just answered that question. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Um, yeah. Well, I, I, and, and so that is tech in general, um, but also e-commerce. So one other example to give you, there's a company called Clearco uh, based in Toronto. And my colleague, a colleague of mine named John Victor at The Logical Covers, financial technology companies, just reported that they've laid some people off. Uh, what they do is they do like uh, financing. If you run an e-commerce business, if you run a product business online, 
uh, direct to consumer, then they'll basically advance you money against your sales. Uh, and they've done layoffs. You know, we uh, this week is earnings week, so we'll probably see eBay go through a similar set of numbers. Etsy will probably be the same. Uh, Amazon even. Uh, these are different business models in Shopify. It's important to say, but they're all affected by the way consumers feel about the world. And uh, I mean, I'm sure I don't need to tell you, you probably have, uh, you know, this has probably been a theme over the last little while. Consumers are feeling pretty uncertain. Uh, so that that that's going to hit everybody who sells anything, really. Yurid Hamadi, thank you so much for uh, for sharing your knowledge of the of uh, of Shopify today. Much appreciated. Thank you so much for having me on.